0: Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome back to another episode of Actors With Issues. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Today's guest is an actor you know from Netflix's hit series, Midnight Mass, Mr. Igby Rigney. Welcome to Actors With Issues, thank you for being here.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, So firstly, congrats to you and everyone on the success of the show and on your three Critics' Choice nominations. I know we just announced yesterday, so awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zach Guilford, Hamish Linklater, both nominated for their roles and also for best limited series. So best of luck in January.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited for, for Zach and Hamish cause they, they totally deserve it. I think that everybody in the cast deserved a nomination, but you know, that's just me.
0: Like I know Samantha was in the running as was Kate. Yes. And Sam um, and Kate. I was yes. so sad that when they announced nominations, I was like looking for like all my favorite shows. I was looking for like, Reservation Dogs and Love Victor and all, you know, all these different shows and just, just so much great content out there these days that it's so hard. Like if there were 15 slots (laughs) for a nomination, Mm -hmm. all these people would make it, but it's just, I feel like content's just getting better and better. A lot of limited and the limited series category, especially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I don't know what was so cool to me about Midnight Mass is it almost felt we we shot it sort of like a movie because we we shot it um you know doing multiple episodes at a time it was all we shot it as all one block um but it also kind of feels like when you watch it it feels like a just a long movie even though it is broken up into to episodes so you can take a little bit of a break
0: yeah for sure I love that about Mike Flanagan's writing in particular with this show especially it didn't feel like With a lot of limited series, it's like this episode's about this person, and we don't really see anyone else for a while, and then the next episode's like a separate chapter, but this really did feel like just a six or seven hour movie. We'll get into it in a little bit, Um, but we always start with a game called Getting to Know You. Uh, We put 60 seconds on the clock and see how many of these rapid fire questions you can get through, and we'll start with an easy one, coffee or tea? Tea. Drama or comedy? Drama. Hero or villain? Villain. Stage acting or screen acting? Stage. Film or TV? Film. What movie never fails to make you laugh?
1: Um, Moonrise Kingdom.
0: And what movie never fails to make you cry?
1: The Way Way Back.
0: Uh, who is your dream co-star? Uh, Johnny Depp. What's the last show that you binge watched?
1: The magicians.
0: Uh, what director has had the biggest influence on you?
1: Mike Flanagan.
0: And what actor has had the biggest influence on you?
1: Meryl Streep. And
0: that's time. So, uh, last question, describe your most memorable audition in three words and memorable can mean good
1: or bad. So that's up to you. <laughs> Pants. Oops. shit (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, oh man not the first uh pants story that i've heard surprisingly well we're glad you you know it all worked out you made it out
1: i did i did barely
0: (laughs) so uh igby when did you first start performing and what made you pursue an acting career like what what where did all of that stuff start for you
1: um i i first started performing um locally with my guitar teacher's band because originally I I only wanted to do music Mm. um and then I ended up going to um a summer camp called Frenchwoods um to to pursue uh doing my music stuff and then while I was there I auditioned for one of their musicals as a joke uh because I thought that would be funny they'll never cast me in this this isn't what I do and then they cast me and I was like oh this is super cool and and then it just started started from there. I started auditioning for stuff, and I, I just fell in love with it.
0: Little did you know that being a guy and having the ability to sing automatically puts you at the top of any theater camp or anything,
1: yeah, apparently, <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember growing up performing, it was always super. Like there was always a shortage of guys in any show you mm-hmm. did, play or musical or anything. There's always like, we need guys. You're pulling people from other towns, <laughs> borrowing yeah. actors from other shows.
1: Yeah. That was literally the only reason I got started is somebody saw me in that musical at camp and then they were like, Hey, we need a guy for this show. Can you do this? And I was like, I'm a guy, I guess. So yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> and I feel like it's such a, a common trajectory for folks. Like they're, like for me personally, it started with music as well. I grew up in a very musical church uh, growing up and and then that led to like my first musical. And then I went to theater and then I got into Television and this whole journalism side of stuff and podcasting and all of that. So, trajectory always. I feel like for so many people, usually starts in theater because, you know, no one grows up doing film, unless they right. have an in. Everyone grows up doing theater, at the school play or whatever. Um. Mm-hmm. So for you, where did you grow up? Did you grow up like near a major market, or was it sort of elsewhere?
1: Yeah. So I I live right around um New York City. So I was super lucky that I could commute in like every day Mm. and go audition for stuff and go see stuff
0: and when like what were some of the first things if you can remember like because you know with this business there's the whole thing about like type and typecasting and all of that did you feel that you were sort of forced into a box when you were first starting out or did things seem a little bit more open for you because you started so young Uh, i
1: i definitely remember there was a lot of um a lot of auditions for sort of funny commercial or um sort of like a a nickelodeon or disney style acting Mm -hmm. where it's it's upbeat and it's fun and all i really wanted to do was play a 40 year old father who's going (laughs) through depression um at 15. So I was I was always struggling against that of having to be, you know, upbeat and funny and then also wanting to do something that's a lot darker and more serious.
0: Perfect segue into Midnight Mass. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no kidding. So like many, many projects out there, uh, it was scheduled to start in March 2020 and then COVID happened and just brought the entire industry to like a total standstill for months on end. and. Uh, from what I read, Midnight Mass was the first project to start filming in Vancouver after the shutdown. So what was that whole experience like for you? And was it weird working on a project about an isolated group of people in the middle of a pandemic?
1: I think, I don't, I personally didn't see the irony of that until after the show came out. But I definitely, thinking back on it, I think being so isolated, and in some ways we were even, Um, isolated from the crew on set because we didn't get to have those normal interactions at, at the crafty table or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Everybody was sort of closed off and locked. You know, we could be in the green room with each other, but then we, we weren't really allowed to wander very much. Um, So I think that added to the show, but yeah, it was, it was strange and nerve wracking because we got, we, we were there for a week um and we were just about to start and then uh covid hit and i was sort of on the fence about flying home because i was like oh how bad could this possibly be um and then uh they were like yeah it's not gonna just be a two-week thing this is gonna be a while um so we kept getting updated and updated uh and i think we came back like six or eight months later
0: and yeah so do you consider yourself anything like warren or do you find yourself like completely different from your character?
1: <clears throat> um I definitely think there are some similarities there, uh, just because I don't know. I always try to take take something real that's already inside of me and and sort of bring that to the character. Mm. So there's definitely some parts of Warren that are are. Um, just coming from, from who I am. And then there's definitely things that are, that are different. I think I, I would have tried to have been different in, in those circumstances, but I, I have a lot of empathy for Warren and I genuinely think he, he was doing the best he could given everything that that was going on. Right.
0: And you got to work with some really great actors on the show. As we said before, Kate Siegel, uh, Sammy the Sloyan zach gilford hamish linklater and and seeing as you were among the youngest in the cast it was you and like literally like two or three or three or four other people yeah um did they give you any advice while you were on set
1: i'm sure they did (laughs) i don't remember if they had given me direct advice but i learned so much just from watching them and the way they you know, everybody had their own way of working and how they interacted with the cast and crew and, and just the whole experience was was for me so valuable because I was around so many people who who cared and loved so much. Yeah. Um, and And just trying to bring myself up to the level that they were already at was that was the biggest learning experience for me.
0: And because the show deals with such an intense at times violent uh subject matter uh was there a moment that stands out that was particularly challenging for you to shoot like I know you guys had lots of night shoots on and we're filming in winter (laughs) at at one point uh so yeah, yeah what what sticks out
1: honestly the first scene that that I filmed um because the I think i'm allowed to say this the first scene that that anara and i filmed together was the last scene the, the scene in the boat where really? we feel the ashes coming out of the air huh. so we hadn't gone through any of that journey yet and we were we were starting right there at like the the emotional climax of the entire show so that was crazy and i went home and i was like i've ruined this they need to fire me and find somebody else <laughs>
0: What a, I, I mean i know things film out of order all the time but to like at the end of such a climactic ending to start with mm-hmm. that it's just like i mean i similarly i heard um kate siegel was talking about how the first thing she filmed was um riley's death mm-hmm yeah and how because
1: we were set up for for the boat yeah for, for so she's like all right boat.
0: everyone yeah. you know on the boat <laughs> and yeah and how and obviously he didn't actually like crumble to ash in front of her and she was like doing like a dummy that would like fall apart and whatnot and Mm -hmm. she's like shrieking for minutes on end because it went through the credits for that episode yeah and like i just can't imagine having to get into that mind space and emotional like i i don't know i can't imagine doing more than like two takes of that because it's just yeah that's that's wild but Hey,
1: it sets you up for, it's like, all right, like get, buckle up. <laughs> this is going to be a ride. I, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of felt like, okay, well, I've already messed that up. So I might as well just try and do my best for the rest of it.
0: Hey everyone, if you're enjoying today's episode so far, please do us a big favor and subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you're listening and leave us a rating and review. You can also head over to Instagram and give us a follow at Actors With Issues. Believe me, reviews, ratings, and follows really help us out and get our show out there to help more people, actors, and artists who are looking for advice from professional working actors. Be sure to also share the podcast with any of your friends and family that you think would enjoy the show. As always, thank you for all of your support. Now, let's get back to the show. So with the show Midnight Mass, because it is a shorter story, it's, it's only seven episodes. Um, do you think that people should binge it or should it be something that they watch like one or two at a time because it's such a heavy show?
1: I was in Vancouver when Bly Manor came out mm. and I binged that. I, I watched it. It came out at midnight. I'd finished all of it um, before I had gone to work the next day, which was a terrible <laughs> idea um i've tried to binge midnight mass but i just think there's way too much in there i can i can maybe do about three episodes at a time but i can't get more than that so no i i don't think people should binge it i I definitely think it's something that you need to let sit a little bit yeah for sure i mean when i watched it it was um generally my boyfriend
0: does not like to binge stuff Mm -hmm. he'll only want to do like two maybe three episodes but then he gets like just understandably gets like a little exhausted like okay can we watch something else or not watch anything um so i knew that going in the only time that we watched more than two episodes at a time was the last three because we, we had would mm-hmm. watch episodes five and six and i was like we can't stop we have to watch the last one
1: i i would say if you're going to break it into chunks i would do like one two three four and then five six and seven yeah
0: unless you really want to like anticipate that last one then watch mm. that one on its own, but you're not gonna want to. If, if you haven't watched the show yet, guys, I mean, we're spoiling a bunch of stuff. So I'll put a spoiler alert at the top of the episode. Oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> no, sorry. it's okay. Again, that's what editing's for. <laughs> um. But yeah, definitely try to break it up, unless you have like the emotional capacity to be able to watch just seven episodes of a pretty heavy and dark show, because uh, it does get pretty dark. Uh, <laughs> looking back, could you? think of any advice that you would give your younger self
1: trust your instinct more Hmm. um and just kind of go with it because the worst like the i mean in in some ways the job feels very high stakes because you you you're not working, and then you're auditioning, and you're not booking anything, and then you book something, and then it's over, and then you feel like you're never going to work again. But in reality, it is a really low-stakes job. We get to go play pretend for, you know, 12, 14 hours a day, and that's something to be grateful for. Um, So yeah, just go with your instincts, figure it out, and the worst thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to say no, and then you get to try it all over again.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, with the name of the show
0: actors with issues, we always um, ask our guests to bring a topic or just a thought really on an issue that they as artists have dealt with. You had mentioned in, uh, when you sent over your response, like the current state of what auditions are like. Uh, so yeah. what can
1: you share about that? Um, so, because of COVID, everything has moved now to self-taping, um, which has has some positives definitely um, because you get to tape over and over again until you get your best take, and then you can send that in. But I've noticed that. Um, what what feels like is missing for me is I loved going into the room and getting to meet the casting directors and just having having a little bit of a human connection and and you know getting to have a conversation about how their day was and mm. and all that kind of stuff like I I and I think that's that's something that's was definitely happening too on midnight mass and we felt it was um almost being isolated from the rest of the the people on the creative team as actors because they're trying to keep us safe which is great but we're not we don't get to interact with a lot of people that we used to mm-hmm. uh, like in terms of like
0: writers and producers they weren't on set as often as they used to right
1: yeah yeah so we we didn't um i think i think some of them visited during mass but i know i, I don't remember any of like the uh, the executives coming um, to see us on Midnight Mass. And mm-hmm. that was just because it was a safety thing. Right. Um, so, but I definitely miss being able to go into the room and, and, you know, maybe I will bomb because, you know, you've got to see 80 people today and this <laughs> right. is the only chance I get. But at least I got to say hi and uh, you'll have a funny story to tell your family at dinner about how terrible this actor was. <laughs> Uh, so, Igmi, so we're going to
0: wrap up with a final game called Now That We Know You, since we've gotten a chat for the last uh, 20 minutes. And it's uh, not rapid fire, all open ended questions. So, no need to worry about <laughs> getting an answer in quick. Uh, okay. First, fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be. Sad. Uh, Would you rather star in a hit sitcom for 100 episodes or a three-part
1: film franchise? Three-part film franchise. What was your biggest takeaway from the pandemic? There's always room to bring more kindness and empathy into your life and your work and everything. Uh, Who would you trade places
0: with for one day?
1: Mm -hmm. does it have to be a real person? No. Okay. Uh the Flash. <laughs>
0: uh what is the best advice you've ever gotten?
1: I forgot who said this. And it wasn't it wasn't advice. It was just something I saw in an interview. Um but it was it was basically the idea of uh um just being grateful that you get to do this job Mm. because i mean a a lot of people would love to do this job you know be grateful that that you got to do a show or or anything you know always keep that in the back of your head because a lot of people are trying to get there and similarly what's the worst advice you've ever gotten um they can't replace you because you're the one in front of the camera I think that's terrible advice,
0: <laughs> That is pretty bad advice.
1: <laughs> How many times have we seen people
0: get recast in like the middle of a show? I know, right. Um, and lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor?
1: Hang in there. Just keep learning and growing. Awesome.
0: Igby, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, where can folks find you on Instagram if they want to give you a follow?
1: I am at igby.rigney.
0: Awesome. And you can all follow us on Instagram at actors with issues. Give me a follow at Juan official. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Monday. And don't miss Igby Rigney in... Midnight Mass streaming now on Netflix. I'm Haniala and this is Actors with Issues and we'll see you next week.